Welcome to the Pioneers in Europe podcast, where we discuss opportunities, challenges, life, and missions across Europe. My name is Mark Oshman. I'll be your host today. Thanks for joining us. We're here today with Craig. He's in Poland. I'll let him uh, introduce himself and tell you what city he's from. But Craig is serving not only in Poland, but he serves our area of of several Northern European countries. And so we're looking forward to talking with him today. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today, Craig. Hey, no problem, Mark. Glad to be able to do it. Um, you were asking where it was that we're from. The city here where we're at is called Rzeszów, Poland. And uh, if you try to look it up on a map, you got to start it with a Z, R and a Z. That'll get you to, to find it. That's that's easy for uh, Americans to pronounce, I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit about why you're there and why Poland and all, all those good things. Okay, well, we uh, actually started with Pioneers more than 20 years ago and uh, were called to go to Russia. And we were there for five years and uh, I was chosen to be a person who was a danger to the Russian Federation and given one week to leave the country. Uh, for what reason, we still don't know. Uh, when we were brought before the officials and they were giving me my, the notice that I had to leave the country, I asked them, said, well, why? What did we do wrong? You know, I've been here for five years. How come all of a sudden we have a problem? And their answer was, oh, well, uh, we don't have to tell you. Okay, well, is there a law that says, you know, these five things, if you do one of these, you can get kicked out? Yes. I said, can you show me that law so that at least I can take a guess at what we did wrong? No, because that's um, top secret material. The law is top secret material. Okay, thanks. So, yeah, so after five years in Russia, we were trying to figure out, God, what do you want us to do? And we spent several months in the end of 2001 in Hungary and really felt God calling us to come to Poland um, because uh, you shared this with me earlier. You said that you have Polish heritage. So do I. I'm one half Polish. And uh, it just made a lot of sense to me to go back to trying to reach the people that God uh, had called us out of. The, my family came from Poland. It made sense to go back to try to reach the Poles that were there. That is a fascinating story about your quick exit uh, from one mission field and then uh, entering into another. Um, you know, we we lived near Poland, have been in Poland, and so tell me a little bit of, of the spiritual need in Poland, because after all, uh, when, when a lot of people think Poland, they think the church, and uh, just clarify for us what, what uh, that means and why it's a an opportunity for pioneers sure. to be engaged um, in. Lately, when we try to describe why there is a spiritual need in Poland, we often go to asking people a simple question to begin with, and that is, where are the two places in the world that you can start, I'm sorry, that you can uh, die of thirst? Where can you die of thirst in this world? There are two places. Most people will say, oh, the desert. I said, You're right. But the second place is the middle of the ocean, where you are surrounded by water, but if you drink it, you're dead. 
And so when you talk about Poland, and whenever we do talk to people about Poland, they'll say, well, I've got a great uncle in Poland, or I see all these pictures of churches in Poland, and I see all these people, they're really nice people. Well, yes, some Poles are among the nicest people you will ever meet. Trust me, I'm one of them. But uh, when it comes to the gospel, they really don't know it. And church is part of culture here. It is something that you do because you're Polish, not something that you're doing out of your love for God because of him coming into your life and saving you from your sins and calling you to be his servant and his, and his child. Um, so they really don't have a grasp of what the gospel is. Um, so that's why we're here. In fact, um, when we talk about Poland can, and how easy it is to find the gospel, uh, there is less than 0.05% make up the numbers of people who attend evangelical churches. Now that's not believers, that's just people who go to churches where the gospel is preached. So the actual number of believers we see is actually smaller than that. And so it's really almost impossible outside of the Holy Spirit directing for someone to just happen across a believer who can tell them the true gospel. It seems like there are some significant uh, historical, cultural, religious barriers to understanding the gospel in Poland. Uh, so where are you finding inroads into that? How does that, how does that look? What, how do you um, the gospel that's that a good question. And uh, most people consider Poland to be the rocky soil. And much of what we feel we do is pull the rocks out to try to get, the, get to the soil so we can plant the seed. Um, what we've been working on mostly is where we are, we, do, we have three different things we do. One is to use uh, English as a way to meet people. So we teach conversation English oftentimes to youth, but sometimes to adults as well. And we've been working with the local church here trying to help them to establish a youth group, working with them for their summer uh, youth camp program, where a lot of people over the years come to know Christ. And then also we've been doing some church planting in the area. Uh, for example, where we live here in Jezuf, there are three, maybe four small evangelical churches. And we say small, we mean all of them under 50. And in the surrounding towns and villages, there are none. So we have a couple who live an hour away from the city here, and uh, we're helping them start a church in their town because there is none there. And uh, we've got another couple who, uh, they, they, or actually I should say the husband, the wife doesn't actually believe herself, but he and a few other people who want to study the Bible are starting to study the Bible in yet another city that's about 45 minutes to an hour from here, and there's no one there to help them. So they're beginning to start that on their own, and we're gonna go try and help them as well. But, uh, this is one of those things where you say, man, if we had a team, uh, I could tell you we could start four church plants today if I had a team of people who could be here to work on them because we have locations around the city where people are saying, hey, we want to study the Bible or we want to start something here, but there's no one to help them. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, it sounds like, for you guys. Uh, and yet uh, it sounds like some tremendous opportunities to in invite some some teammates in. So talk to me a little bit if, if someone's listening to this podcast and 
uh, maybe the spirit is working on them on that. Like, what would you want potential teammates to uh, be thinking as they consider Poland? Well, um, as I said, when we talk about Poland, we talk about taking the rocks out of the you know, stony soil. So this is not the kind of place to come to if you're looking to stand up and say the word gospel and 35 people come to Christ. Uh, it's, it's a place where you come here because you want people to see that there is a difference between religion and faith. And you want people to see in your life that, uh, that there is something about what it means to be a believer that is different from everything else that they know. So the primary thing I wanted to tell people is that they need to come here ready to preach the gospel by living out a life that is completely different than the religious people that surround everyone here. So that they see it and want to say, hey, who are you? Why are you different? Um, it's a place where it takes a long time for the gospel to set in. Um, I can tell you a story. We, we moved here into Poland 16 years ago, I think it is now. And uh, for the first five years, we lived in uh, the city of Lublin. And we were neighbors with a young woman who has three kids now, and they're growing up. And through the years, we have been telling her about Christ and telling her about Christ. And just this last year, she has called us to say, well, you know, uh, I've begun to go to church because I want to take my sons there. And she's not talking about the church that uh, that everyone else here goes to. She's talking about a, a, an evangelical church. And she says, don't get excited yet. Don't get excited. But she is beginning to see that there's truth in what we've been teaching her and telling her and showing her. And it's taken 16 years in her life for that to take place. So if you come to Poland, you come for the long haul. You come to try and invest your life in the lives of other people in the hopes that by doing so, you will see changes take place slowly, incrementally over time. Yes. I'm really starting to hear that theme throughout this podcast across Europe. Uh, and then just thinking about some of the missionary biographies I've read. And, you know, it seems like that is the way that often missions work. And for those of us in the West, especially in America, we, we like to see results in three months or not or three days. <laughs> uh, so that idea of just helping people understand you're you're investing for the long haul. You're pulling you're pulling stones out of the, the ground, like you said. I think it's so helpful uh, for for potential missionaries to understand that, regardless of whether you go to Poland or not. You need to understand this is a long haul work. Uh, so you guys have been there for a while. You've raised kids there. Uh, tell us about some of the things that have been surprising to you, uh, encouraging, maybe challenging to you, just as a family being on the mission field together. I guess uh, what's been exciting for us is when you see God changing lives. And... Um, and it's it's a treasure. It's a it's a glory. It's something that that happens all the time, unexpectedly in many different little ways. Um, like for example, I could tell you this last year, one girl who had been coming to our youth events, gone with us to youth retreats, all of a sudden considered herself part of the 
the group itself saw herself as a believer and we were shocked I mean, you know she never came to us and, and gave us confession of faith or anything like that but she started talking about herself as a believer and we we began discussing this with her and thought well maybe she doesn't really understand well then what happened was is she told us you know this last week was really hard for me because my friends and my boyfriend want me to be the same person I used to be. My boyfriend told me that either I follow Christ or I stay with him. And I told him, oh well, too bad, see you later. And she was willing to give up the relationship because she was now following Christ. And so you, you see those kinds of things happen. And like I said, it doesn't happen like 500 people at once. It's just one here, one there, one there. And it, it's it's almost like diamonds. You, you, you begin to appreciate it even more because it, you see it on just a just one on one basis like that. Wow. Yeah, that's that's very exciting. Tell us about uh, what are some of the challenges of just living in Poland. I know you're from the Chicago area, so you probably have the same kind of weather, but what, what other things are, are challenges for, for you or other missionaries? Perhaps the greatest challenge is the working by yourself. Um, here in Poland, at best, the most that we can tell, there are probably 150 missionaries in the entire country. 150 scattered across 38 million people. Uh, that Of that number of missionaries, there is probably less than that, a lot less than that, actually are here to do church planting work. And so we say that on, basis, on that basis, you're like one in a million. You're one missionary to try to plant a church among the one million Poles. Uh, and so it gets to be a challenge that as you're trying to to move things forward you want to do something you really want to have teammates you really want to have other teams you really want to have other people who are around you that that you could work with that way um, and so I guess you know that's why when we call, say we have a call for wanting people to come to Poland it's it's a personal thing that we really hope to see people come like I said earlier we've got in, in this city alone we could start four more church plants if we had the people to do it. And that's the one thing that's holding it back, is the need for people. So uh, to me, that's the greatest challenge we have here. You know, we can talk about language being a challenge, because it is. And people make a lot of mistakes in Polish. It's not one of the easiest languages to learn. Trust me, I've been trying for quite a long time now. Uh, but life living here is not so difficult. It's a very comfortable place. It's a very safe place. Um, but I guess it's a matter of what, how you look at life. Because if you're looking at life as, you know, I want to go someplace that's safe and secure. Sure, you can come to Poland and live. It's fine. But it's also spiritually dead. And that's the harder part for me is to see every day as I go through my routines in the day. You know, we're out and about let's say shopping or on a bus somewhere or or just walking outside and you realize how many of these people have no idea what it means to actually be a believer uh, it really gets to be hard and um, to to bear the weight of that because you know that most of them have no clue they, they see themselves as Christians because they're Polish 
They see themselves as Christians because, well, they were baptized that way when they were a baby, and their mom and dad told them they were. And that's it. That's all they need. It has no effect whatsoever on their life. In fact, they don't want it to have any effect on their life. They like it being something that they say who they are. Uh, oftentimes, we'll be talking to Poles about their lives and about their beliefs, and they'll describe themselves as Catholic atheists. Now, think about that. How is that possible? But we're Catholic because we're Polish. But we're atheists because we really don't believe there's such a thing as God. Right. I see that uh, in other parts of Europe as well. Uh, so you've already shared a little bit about what you would be kind of casting vision for potential teammates, someone that understands uh, the gospel, someone that understands the long haul uh, is there anything else you would say in terms of if I'm listening to this podcast, what, what kind of preparation would be uh, important for me, uh, spiritually or otherwise, to prepare myself for uh, Poland? A lot of prayer. <laughs> you know, you want to make sure that you're here because this is where God wants you to be. And I'd say that for anyone going anywhere, not just to Poland, of course. But, um, um just the willingness to, to do what it takes and however it takes to, to bring the gospel to people who need to hear it, who ne don't necessarily want to, but need it. Well, is there anything else you'd like us to know as, as we begin to wrap up this podcast about Poland? Or um, I think in a future podcast, we'll talk to you again about the other countries that you also give leadership to. But uh, any, anything else today, Craig? Well, yeah, along that line is that I'm here with Pioneers now serving as the area leader for the Baltic Scandinavian area. And that is made up of 12 different countries up here on the north side of, of uh, Europe. Now, I have 12 different countries because these are countries where we want people to come. And these are some of the most difficult places for missionaries to go to. Primarily because of finances, it is there are places that cost a lot of money to live there, but they're also very difficult because these are places that have completely given up on the gospel already. Uh, we have, at the moment, we have, for example, two teams that are uh, planning and starting in Sweden, hopefully within the next year or two, and uh, Sweden at one time was the place where people were sent from to be missionaries. They were the ones who who reached out to other countries and other continents even, sending their people to send the gospel out. And now it's at a place where in the next, um, let's say in the next generation, if things don't change within our lifetime, it's quite possible there won't be a church there. And our hope is that the call could be put out to say, look, you have a chance to stop that from happening here in Sweden. Wouldn't you want to be the voice that goes in and keeps this country from going completely away? That's what we need then. Well, excellent. Thanks again for joining us today on the podcast. A uh, lot to think about, a lot to pray about, and uh, looking forward to see how God will uh, continue to uh, grow your team and make the gospel known in Poland and beyond. So thanks again, Craig. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Mark. And we look forward to uh, seeing you again someday. Come visit us. <laughs> Will do. Thanks.
Thanks for joining us today. For more information, go to pioneersineurope.com and find out how you can be a part of the mission of planting churches across Europe.